1: Hello again friends and welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by Gamecock Central columnist Scott Davis for a look back at last week's South Carolina victory over East Carolina. The home opener for 2016 Gamecock football and Scott, the Gamecocks came out like gangbusters, jumped out to a 17-0 lead about midway through the first quarter, and it looked to me like you know the Gamecocks might roll out a 40- or 50-point effort and blow the doors yeah. off East Carolina, but that just didn't happen, did it?
0: It was kind of a perfect storm, Emerson, really, at the beginning of that game. You know, you, get a, you take the opening kickoff to the nine-yard line, first offensive play from scrimmage, Brandon McIlwain runs it in. Uh, then you have a nice little drive after that for a touchdown. And then you get a turnover on your side of the field. Don't have to move the ball very far and kick a field goal. I know the Gamecocks would have liked to have punched that in for a touchdown, but all the same, you're up 17 to nothing, and life seems pretty good. But slowly but surely, um, East Carolina just kept moving the ball down the field and just moving the chains pretty relentlessly, held on to the ball. It seemed like most of the game. And when the Gamecocks did get back in on offense they
1: just couldn't do much with it. Seventeen nothing Gamecocks midway through the first and Carolina only scored three points the rest of the ball game, but some good red zone defense, maybe some East Carolina mistakes or a combination of the two helped South Carolina to this twenty to fifteen win. Scott Davis brings us a fans perspective each week here on Gamecock Central Radio. And Scott, it sounds like you're a little bit nervous at the end of the ballgame Saturday.
0: <laughs> no question about it. It just really felt like um You know, and I said this in the column, I felt like had they not gone for it there on fourth down and punted, East Carolina still would have had, despite no timeouts, somewhere close to two minutes left to work with. I just didn't feel like that Gamecock defense had anything left in the tank. They were completely out of gas. They had dodged bullets right and left throughout the game, and it just felt like too much to ask to send them back out there, and I think Will Muschamp did that. So when I saw them lining up for that fourth down play, you see Brandon McIlwain in a shotgun formation, and you know you have got a half yard to get. It. You're kind of wondering what in the world's going on here. Jaden Couch drew up a nice play call there, and uh, really seemed to fool the ECU defense. David Williams scampering down toward the sidelines, and that was finally when I was able to breathe a sigh of relief there. And, Um, and it really hit me how nerve-wracking that game had been.
1: Scott, you point out in your column this week that's up on Gamecock Central right now that the Gamecocks were led by a group of freshmen on offense, and I thought that was uh, something that fans needed to be reminded of, and you pointed it out in your column this week.
0: Yeah, we'd already seen what the freshman Edwards could do um, uh, at the receiver position, but Randricus Davis made some very crucial catches for South Carolina, and then, of course, you had – Brandon McIlwain starting and finishing for the Gamecocks, the quarterback, did some good things. Um, You know, it's going to be, as I said last week, we're going to have to deal with some ups and downs with a true freshman quarterback. You know, he, he overthrew some receivers, seemed to get rushed back there at times. But in general, for a true freshman, starting his first game, first game at home, I thought he handled himself with poise. And some freshmen made some plays on defense, too, so... You know, when you look at this Gamecock team, and I'm encouraging fans to try to take the long view with this season, you're playing a lot of young players. They're getting some great experience. And the bottom line is you got to win, and that's all that matters.
1: That's right. Gamecocks found a way to win. Red zone defense was critical in this game. It, you mentioned it was a bizarre football game, and it really was. And I think a large part of the reason for that was that East Carolina, the first four trips inside the Gamecock red zone, they failed to score. They had two interceptions, mm-hmm. lost a fumble into the end zone, and – South Carolina blocked an East Carolina field goal attempt, short field goal attempt. So it really was a strange game. East Carolina statistically dominated this football game. You look at a box score, time of possession, total yards. East Carolina clearly had the upper hand in just about every statistical category but the scoreboard at the end. Yeah,
0: it's one of those classic games. I feel like the Gamecock have been on the wrong end of this type of game so many times, which is why I didn't mind winning this way. You know, I heard from – some fans and and saw the reaction of a lot of fans who were really disappointed by the effort you know they see the stat sheet they see that you gave up 519 yards or somewhere thereabouts on defense you couldn't get anything going on offense from quarters two three four pretty much so I get the frustration but at the same time I've seen the Gamecocks dominate games statistically and lose and I'd much rather win uh quite honestly and that's what they did and so For a young team, they're learning how to win. Every single win is like gold for these guys because it's momentum they can build on. And for that, I was just pleased they got out of there with a W.
1: Gamecock Central Radio, Emerson Phillips with Scott Davis. We invite you to download the Gamecock Central Radio app. It's a free phone app. You can find it on the App Store and on Google Play. To subscribe to this podcast, search for Gamecock Central Radio. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other popular services. Or visit radio.gamecockcentral.com dot com scott uh, you already mentioned game balls this week you gave one to the group of freshmen that played so well for south Mm -hmm. carolina we could highlight any number of uh, the freshmen that played well you already touched on a couple of those and for the first time ever scott you give a game ball to an opposing player and i thought that was very (laughs) deserving zay jones for east carolina with a record-setting day
0: yeah jones was just a wrecking machine out there (laughs) for east carolina i mean he He could not be stopped. It didn't really matter who was covering him and multiple people tried to throughout the game. And he caught short passes and made things out of them. He caught slants. He caught crossing patterns. Whatever you needed him to do, he did it. He caught balls on the sidelines. Um, And fortunately for South Carolina, somehow he amassed 22 catches, 190 yards, and still didn't find the end zone, which is incredible. Um, South Carolina dodged a huge bullet there. But he goes on to set a school record for number of receptions. And this is a, a program that has had some really high-powered offenses over the years. So that's really saying something. But he was unstoppable. Um, I just – I couldn't help but tip my cap to him. There's nothing you can do in a situation like that, but just hope you can
1: squeak out a win. Yeah, amazing. 22 receptions, 190 yards for Zay Jones, and that is one reception short of the NCAA record. So Zay Jones, with 22 grabs in this ball game on Saturday, a 20 to 15 South Carolina victory, the Gamecocks are now two and one headed to Kentucky for a 7:30 kickoff this Saturday night. Scott, you mentioned in your column this week that you just about had enough of East Carolina on the Gamecock schedule, and I think a lot of people <laughs> can relate to that.
0: Yeah, you know, this is one of those games where there's not a lot to gain for South Carolina. You know, if you play North Carolina, I think the thinking is let's play some teams from North Carolina so that we can get exposure to recruits there. And I'm all for that, but we currently play or have the last 10, 15 years, you know, UNC every couple of years, NC State every couple of years. And to me, I think that's all you need to do. As long as you mix in one of those teams for a home-at-home home every four years or so, I think that's all the exposure you need. But really know that playing East Carolina uh, gets uh, – North Carolina recruits fired up to see where your program is. And beyond that, you just don't gain a whole lot by playing them. If you win, you are supposed to. If you lose, which is a very good possibility because they're a good football team and a good program, they beat North Carolina State last week and have beaten multiple ACC teams in recent years, I just don't see the upside. And finally, we've played them so often – the last 25 seasons or so, there's just not a lot of intrigue, mystery, excitement involved there. So I wouldn't mind seeing them head off the of schedule for a little while.
1: Scott, you mentioned also this week that the Gamecock offensive line, you know, may have been a little bit overrated coming into the year. A lot of talk about the O-line <laughs> being the strength of the offense, and that doesn't seem to be the case through three games.
0: Yeah, I hate I hate to have to talk about that. I'm, I'm a fan. I never – call out individual players or really even coaches, to be honest. That's just not my thing. I'm, I'm not into that. But I don't have a problem saying that the unit as a whole, I don't see how you can say that it hasn't underperformed. I mean, they they just seem to struggle with pass uh, protection. They struggle with run protection. East Carolina is not a good defense. Let's be honest, they're really not. And they just found it very easy to get into South Carolina backfield. It was hard to argue with any of the production that the running backs had because they just didn't have holes to work with. And so I don't know what happens in the preseason with that group that convinces the coaches that they're the strength of the team. But it happened year after year when Steve Spurrier was here. Will Muschamp mentioned them repeatedly this preseason as being a veteran, experienced group that was strong. He appreciated the way they were coached and for whatever reason when it gets to game time they just seem to struggle to to put together a complete four quarters you know i've seen some fans defend them by saying hey you know after the first or second quarter they played pretty well unfortunately i need them to play well for four quarters if we're going to win sec games we might have been able to sneak away from east carolina but you're just not going to be able to hold off sec defensive lines if this is the best we can do and so South Carolina's got to figure out a way to field an effective, strong, punishing offensive line. And uh, right now it doesn't look like they're going to be able to do that this year.
1: Scott, your wife is a Gamecock fan, but she's not exactly all in on the 2016 Gamecock issue. She <laughs> finds errands <laughs> to run on Saturday, and you're looking for a Gamecock support group.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. We talk about her every week. Um, I made fun of her last week, and she vowed that I would not have any material to work with this week. And once again, Ten minutes before kickoff, she decides to head out to Swoozies. Now, if you don't know, and and I'm hopeful you don't know what Swoozies is, it's a uh, a gift store that has uh, cards and you know uh, lots of tailgating um, things for towards a female audience, let's say. And um, she likes to purchase birthday, holiday gifts, and things there. and 10 minutes before kickoff, decides that's where she needs to head rather than to sit down for South Carolina and East Carolina. So to her credit, she did get back for most of the game. But still, we've got to coach her up and, and get her ready to play next week for sure. Yeah,
1: she missed uh, A.J. Turner's 80-yard return of the opening kickoff. Exactly. And most of the excitement for the Gamecocks came in the first half of the first quarter.
0: <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, it was 17 to nothing when she got home, and she – she wasn't gone that long, and so she didn't get to see the to do a whole lot other than fritter away that large lead and try to cling to life there at the end. But like I said, we're going to have to keep working with her.
1: Scott, I thought you summed it up pretty well. You know, the Gamecocks may have gotten off to a quick start and then kind of limped across the finish line, but they found a way to make plays and win this football game. And every East Carolina fan out there today would trade places with Gamecock fans right now.
0: No question. You know, we've got to enjoy this win. That's That was my message to fans this week. I hear you. I understand your frustration. You want to win now. You're tired of losing. You don't want to see an SEC team out there struggling to beat East Carolina at home. I get all that, but you need to realize where the program is. You need to realize where it was left when Will Champ and company took over uh, back in December of 2015. This is year one. It's game three. I mean, we've got to be patient with this thing. We're playing tons of freshmen and sophomores out there on the 2D. Uh, this is not a veteran-laden team with a coaching staff in its sixth or seventh year by any stretch of the imagination. And so I understand the frustration, but I also just encourage you enjoy the wins, enjoy every single one that you get in 2016. My goal is and has been to get the six wins right now. That still feels mathematically possible. It may not happen, but it's still alive. And Had you lost to East Carolina, I think you could question the validity of that hope, but I think it's still on the table. You got to go to Lexington this week and win a game on the road, but it's winnable. Doesn't mean you'll do it, but it's winnable. So let's hang in there with these guys and every single time they win, no matter how they did it. Let's celebrate it.
1: Six wins might be an iffy proposition this year, but I think we saw some positives, and we saw a Gamecock football team that is starting to develop an identity under our first-year head coach, Will Muschamp. Scott, we appreciate you as always. Thanks very much.
0: Always a good time, Emerson. Talk to you later.
1: All right. He's Scott Davis, Gamecock Central columnist. You can read his column each week during football season here on Gamecock Central. And I'm your host, Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for being with us.